Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. You ready to make magic, baby? I am ready to make magic happen because the levels of caffeinated and frustrated and agitated are rising and crashing through. What up, everybody? This is Doc and Ziggy back at you again with another episode of your favorite weekly pop culture digest, The Flood, bringing you our pop perspective to put culture in context and make the mainstream make sense. sense. Because if we do not make sense, we don't make dollars. Holla, because you know how we plan to make dollars, and that is by bringing the news happening around you and discussing how it's shaping the culture that defines you. And, and there's been a lot of things that's happened in the past two weeks because we had some technical difficulties last week, including the animated movie with the biggest opening weekend ever. 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 Even Avatar. Or do you just mean of all opening movies? It beat Frozen 2, dog. It beat Frozen 2. And all we're right. totally hiding the lead on what movie that might happen to possibly be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess we're not hiding the lead anymore. No, I sneezed. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know who else isn't hiding anymore? Uh, that's Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon has popped back out on the scene with a brand new mustache and a brand new swag, and we're going to talk about that a little Is bit. Is he twirling it? No. <laughs> But it definitely looks dastardly. Uh, Zig, me, actually went and did our job. I went and I saw two movies this week in theaters that I will give my reactions to. One of which we might have already mentioned, possibly. Uh, something, something, something else happened while we were gone. Didn't something else yeah, happen? Some, um... I don't know. We'll probably figure it out after we talk we about what indicated us to it. Singles rings, um, the world's most dangerous sex position. Oh, and Donald Trump got indicted. <laughs> Ironically enough, over something that had to do with sex. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is I think we should lead off with this because it's going to be rather short. Um, like his dick. Uh, Let's uh, cook. Uh, 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 and before we get into all of that, though, we got to come at you with this, a little bit of pop perspective. With this week's hit on the algorithm being Eyes Closed by Ed Sheeran. That's right. it at number nine That's on right, Pandora's baby. top hits today. And Eyes Closed by Ed Sheeran. Man, uh, they love that ginger, don't they? Yeah. I, I, how you, how you feel about Ed Sheeran? He's fine. He, he's okay. fine. Enough. He's a non-problematic white guy. Enough said. Enough said. So number nine, 20 years ago, would be Excuse Me, Miss by Jay-Z. Oh, Excuse Me, Miss. What's your name? And number one doing? during that week, I already let in, was In the Club by 50 Cent. Ah, uh, yeah, no. That was, that was like, that wasn't 50's debut, but that was like 50's like first, like, major like fucking banger yeah. right like everybody it, it, knows it, yeah 
party in the club. Is the shit that made Jay Z retire? Everybody knows. Is the shit that made Jay Z retire? My grandma retire. is dead, and she died before it came out and knows it. My mom. My man said, my grandma is dead and she knows it. She in the club, pocket full of... <laughs> Party in the box. Go <laughs> pocket full of nothing because her jeans have decayed by this point. Um, <laughs> that was... So that was number one. That was number one that, that year? That was number one. That on was number one that year. April 10th, uh, would, you say, would you say that number one still floats? Uh, yeah. I mean, he performed <laughs> the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> Shout out to 50 Cent. Um, so rolling on into it. Anyway, like I said, let's just, uh, we'll get this Trump indictment thing out of the way. So let's so, go um, ahead and ice that out. I, uh, I will give you uh, the real quick details. My actual take on it is very short. Donald Trump was charged with 34 counts of falsifying business records, which is classified as fraud, under New York jurisdiction. So more or less, he committed the same crime on 34 separate occasions. In New York, this kind of fraud is classified as a level E felony. It is the lowest level of a felony in New York. Other crimes that fall into this category are gun possession, fifth degree, drug possession, fourth degree, gun or drug sale, both fourth degree, forgery in the second degree, or criminal mischief in the third degree. Also, Trump was given the option to be arraigned over Zoom. He chose to fly to New York City and turn it into a spectacle. Obviously. Trump is still under federal criminal investigation for January 6th, election interference in Georgia, and removing of classified documents. He also has a tax evasion case building against him in New York State as well. And see, that's what... I hate that it had to be this, right? Because this is the most spectacly of all the like nonsensical things that he could be charged with, right? right. Because the rest of those things are not nonsensical things. They are drop- serious big boy crimes I that mean, he's, he's being charged like, with. Like he's getting like right now, everybody's talking about the indictment for him the fucking pay off the I, I, hush I was, money to the porn star. I was star, literally right? gonna drop Rob to oh, yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> drop it. I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. No, only Donnie Boy does. Well, not Donnie, not only Donnie Boy, but uh, so does Michael Cohen. And I'm sure um, Ron DeSantis has paid some people hush money. They might just not have been porn stars. Um, my takeaway? They might have been students. Of my takeaway? This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's, that's my takeaway. This is fucking hilarious. What if it ends up being the kind of, like, gas that his base needs to really, like, get galvanized and, like, amped up and ready to go? Like, what if this ends up being they crunk juice, right? And they really, like, turn up because, like, in, in like the worst case... they turned up and protest him? The media outnumbered yes, nigga, the exactly like that. Exactly the like that. outnumbered the protesters. Uh, yeah, last time, right? What you is- mean a week ago? <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me once, can't get fooled again. Right? (laughs) I like that reference. You know the band name? George Bush? The who? It was George. The who? It was George Bush. No, it was the who. (laughs) Are you telling me George Bush was quoting the who? No, I'm saying it was the band The Who. So anyway, Donald. Right. I'm so glad that that happened. So Donald, 
fucking can't host this podcast with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) This, I just feel like if this backfires, right? And by backfires, I mean, you know, he's arraigned of all charges against him, right? It's really going to bolster his attitude more so than he already feels like right like he's already walking around like he's entitled to the presidency again that's his whole mo for his campaign is i never lost right they just didn't want me in the white house so they wouldn't let me in right <laughs> he's acting like he couldn't I get in so the club. wanted to get see him get evicted he's acting like he couldn't get in the club so he went across the street down to florida and he's been fucking with his homie he thinks Ron. it's still 2003 where he can get in the club no like 50 cent told him he's he been cra- he's been fucking couch crashing down in Florida with Ron and now him and Ron are arguing because Don's not paying any rent <laughs> right and Ron He's is like a, you're not even paying for Netflix HBO plus got shut no. off you asshole this this whole beef is so funny because Ron is like projecting and taking it out on Disney right but we all know that Ron is actually just fucking mad at Trump because <laughs> Trump is causing a whole bunch of trouble and not making things easy for Ron as Ron plays little fascists right so here we are finding ourselves in a situation where the fucking the punishment that they want him to stand on public trial for is this this sham of, a, of an investigation. Well, I mean, there's some other weird shit in Florida. This one's been going around for a few weeks and we haven't actually gotten to touch on it. But Ron DeSanto, we have to come up with our own nickname for him. Florida man? I do like put in Ron though, because the idea. Put in Ron. Yo, so that whole thing comes from a story that aired. Apparently, Trump calls him Lil D in private. So that whole thing came from a story that aired where a witness said that they saw Ron frequently eating pudding with his fingers, um, not not with a spoon or even the lid. Right, like shoveling it that way, but just like full on fingers and cup. Just... So are we going to go with Finger Don or Don Finger? I like Don Finger more. <laughs> Don Finger DeSantis. Uh, no, we'll, we'll keep workshopping that. But um, yeah, no, clearly. So uh, clearly uh, Don and <laughs> Don and Ron. <laughs> Man, celebrity deathmatch needs to come back now more than ever. God, that would be such a great episode. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on though. I yeah, I don't feel I'd like. I'd love to see the poll numbers after that episode airs. I feel like his poll numbers will go up if this indictment somehow slips through, and I do feel like it's going to make all of the other cases up, up upon him like harder to actually prosecute because of the precedent that this will set, unfortunately. However, Sanctimonious Saint DeSantis, Florida man, Florida man. Florida man Ron DeSantis. Florida man Ron DeSantis wants to ban the statue of David from the art curriculum. So is this stemming from the story that went viral a couple weeks ago where the principal resigned after a teacher was called into question over showing the sixth grade student the uncensored version of the statue of david the full nude of the the actual statue you mean like yeah the actual statue statue, yes the statue parodying in cartoons with the leaf 
since the 60s? Yes, because apparently Americans can handle, you know, people getting their uh, fucking like skulls bashed in on a, on a nightly basis. Right. Drop but, anvils. <laughs> but don't you goddamn dare show me some classic Greek architecture or architecture. Or some also, it's clearly not the ideal man once you remove the leaf. <laughs> I mean, proportion-wise, like, I, I don't know, like, the statue, never mind. I'm not going to argue for the size of the statue of David's <laughs> right? But what I'm I sure will say... I'm sure there's already been a podcast that's done hours on that. That's um, not us. And what I will say is that uh, by the time you are in sixth grade, you've seen a dick, right? If um, you're a guy, you've seen one. <laughs> Period. I would beg to argue that by the time, unfortunately, in this country, by the time you're in sixth grade, you've seen a dick, right? Like, is we not saying that fucking parents or should just go around or people should go around exposing kids to nudity all willy nilly, but hey. we are literally talking about a fucking statue. Hey, all of you sixth graders that feel cool for watching Fight Club. You've seen a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it it fucking kills me. Like, shit like this, right? Like, like, how far are we really going to go with this crazy... And this is nothing more than a product of these dumbass fucking bills that Ron DeSantis has been introducing, right? That allow parents to completely take hold of school curriculums and what their children are being taught. On its face. Like, let's... let's dissect that statement for a second right because that's the whole issue at hand here right is they're promoting this idea in a way that it's just concerned parents trying to take accountability for what kind of content their children are being exposed to meanwhile i guarantee you when these fucking kids get home from school, they are allowed to just fucking roam the internet at free fucking will. But God forbid, little sixth grade Timmy be showing a fucking clear example of classic Greek sculpture, right? Italian. Italian? Michelangelo. Oh, I did that twice too, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Hey, hey, maybe if the public education system was a little bit better. Lighthouse update! <laughs> I wouldn't make that mistake. So, to my point... Italian Renaissance, actually, I believe Michelangelo was commissioned by the Medici family to create it. There you go. That's what happens when you have good public education. When and you your teachers aren't afraid to show you actual art. That's what's wrong with these kids today, right? Shout out, Mr. G. Like, legit shout out, Mr. G. Garmin? Yeah, no, yeah. not Garmin. Yeah. Uh, Germershausen. Also, uh, shout out, Mr. Garmin. Yeah. But. What about, okay, but what about the article that you were talking about? Oh, I think it's bullshit. It's a fucking classical piece. It's one of the best representations of sculpture of anatomically correct, like, human, even <laughs> when... You would think... You would think that like this is on Florida being like you know this right wing haven of conservative like ideology or ideology. They would want to present, present you know like a man in the form that God made him, right? From Western Europe, <laughs> right? 
you would think with all the trans bills and all the anti-transgender shit that's going on, right? And just be that, like, look, this is a man. There was that dude that went viral on TikTok just recently for standing in Target in the boys section and pointing out all the shirts that had rainbows on them, right? And he was like, oh, look at them trying to demask him. <laughs> I, I can't say it without fucking laughing because you know it's what? so stupid. I'm gonna say someone who is super jacked and wearing a shirt with a rainbow on it, I'm thinking is more masculine. <laughs> it's okay. So one, we have to address this idea that gay dudes can't be masculine. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, I think The Last of Us proved. <laughs> like, oh, now they're just sissifying zombies. <laughs> God damn it, dude. So, yeah, no, apparently, <laughs> teaching kids about actual, like, Italian statues and art is wrong because you're exposing them and grooming them by showing them nudity. But also, if you throw a rainbow on anything, it's going to turn your your son Stop doing into that a gay homosexual. Shit. <laughs> it's gonna turn your son into a homosexual. To be explained. by the way, everybody. So I after know I'm so, saying that type of shit facetiously. Well, what I'm saying is that that technically means that little boys are not allowed outside after it rains because they'll see a rainbow and they'll turn gay. Um, along with the with, gay rays from along, the rainbow, along with the frogs, uh, <laughs> we were drinking the water from the gay ass rainbow. Uh, I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. When is where does this stop at? Right, like literally, where does this stop at? Um, I can tell you where Donald stops at, and that's at having dinner with piss drinking anti vaxxers. Um, <laughs> We're just gonna knock all this political shit out in one run. All right, let's do it. I read an article um, on the Daily Beast earlier this week about an anti-vaxxer. Not to be confused, Mr. Beast. About an anti-vaxxer named Christopher Clay, right? Um, who has made it his personal vendetta to go around and proceed with citizens' arrest of persons he holds grudges against. Um, most of those being, you know, Democratic. Uh, senators and politicians um, also Whole Foods uh, all Whole Foods he said he's going to place under citizens arrest I mean, South Park oh. did an entire season roasting Whole Foods so. and and Donald Trump <laughs> that's right and Donald Trump anti-vaxxer uh, Christopher Key has long held a grudge against a uh, specific idiot former president Donald Trump according to the Daily Beast article for what he says is that is, a quote or is that what the Daily Beast said? That was a quote. Okay. Uh, for what he says is releasing a bioweapon onto the world that bioweapon being the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> That's right. Christopher Key is mad at Donald Trump for releasing the COVID-19 vaccine um, which has up to this point, according to the Daily Beast article, saved tens of millions of lives. That's more than Donald Trump has evaded in taxes. It's also more than I thought the Daily Beast would be willing to admit the COVID-19 vaccine has saved. Christopher Key was so adamant uh, at <laughs> approaching Donald Trump with his stance on the vaccine that he bid $500 in what was like some sort of like meet and greet event 
for a chance to associate with Donald Trump and a... Because he was using his presidency for financial gain. Another congressional candidate, Joe Kent, as well as a possible chance to meet Donald Trump Jr. Um, but for some reason. But Donald, however, was not able to attend the event because he was, quote-unquote, busy being indicted, according to the article. Um, Christopher Key, who is known as what they call a looper, which is somebody... I wonder how that excuse email would go for one of my professors. Sorry, I'm being indicted today. Christopher Key, who is somebody known as a looper in the piss-drinking community, also bid $11,000 at a did chance. the article say piss drinking community? No, it did not. Okay. <laughs> Continue. I just had to include that in there because I thought it was really funny that they called themselves think, loopers. Do you think that they have, they have to have a subreddit? Oh my God, absolutely. And it is definitely r slash loopers, <laughs> not to be confused with people who are really I'm not obsessed looking that up. with the movie <laughs> featuring Bruce Willis. And, um... What if it's loopers.piss? God damn it, dude. <sighs> I'm not looking that up. So, $11,000 he bid a, on a winning bid to have a private one-on-one dinner with Don Jr. But once the Donald Trump uh, team found out what what this guy was about, they promptly canceled the dinner. <laughs> because why would they? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Why would they allow Don Jr. to sit across and have to be faced with, I mean, can you imagine being coked out of your mind and having to have dinner with a guy whose breath smells like piss? Like... Your foot would never be tapping faster. (laughs) Ever. There's no way that dinner does not end with somebody, like, not leaving with a drink thrown in their face. Like, absolutely not. This is just another clear example that... None of this is normal, bye guys! Don and them do not, do not actually align with their supporters. Nope. And not even in the slightest nope. bit. Nope. Like nope. The, nope. all of those people that stormed the Capitol that day. They don't are, give a flying fuck about you. There's, and they're not having dinner with you if you drink your own piss. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time for a little break. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> so I saw the Super Mario movie, and I'm not going to spoil too much about it, because yeah. you haven't seen it yet. No, I let my son go see it um, with a couple of his friends, though. Uh, I did not attend, however. Apparently, there are mixed reviews. Yes, yes, I am seeing and hearing nothing but mixed reviews. My son loved it. However, um, you know, they were very awoken by... Um, some of the outfits that they put Peach in, apparently. <laughs> oh! I mean, your kid's 10? Yeah, it's it's about that time. It's about him. that time. That's why I thought it was funny. That's, that's why I thought it was funny, because they would not stop talking about her fucking cat suit on the motorcycle. <laughs> like, like, bro, calm down. We've all been there. I guess it's the Jessica Rabbit of the time. Okay, so you said that you had some people whose opinions you trust 
Yeah. Saying that it was mid. Yeah, that the movie was hot mid. You know, still hot mid, but mid nonetheless. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fan service. A lot, a lot. Do you trust your co-host's opinion? I mean, yeah. But I also know that you have, like, the taste of a child, so... I have absolutely zero complaints about that movie. Yeah, yeah. It was super fun. I was smiling the whole time, and that's the best way I can describe it. It was super fun. Like, what do you want from a fucking Mario movie? Like, Yet you're disinterested in the Blue Beetle trailer. Well, yeah, because I don't really have that kind of attachment to Blue Beetle. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So you're... See, that's my point. Like, I feel like a lot of this is just... Do you know how, like starved we are for Nintendo content outside of the video games. But the other thing is, is like, yeah, they may have done it like fan servicey, but it was also done seamlessly. None of it okay. felt forced. Right. Like right. none of it. There was one except part for the whole Chris Pratt not having a Super Mario voice thing. That's even explained. They explain him not having a Super Mario. Voice. All right. Cause all right. I'm going to tell you because it's the very beginning of the movie. Right. Right. It starts like the introduction to Mario and Luigi. It's mm -hmm. them doing a plumbing commercial where they do the accents. You know, this is me, your Mario and Luigi. So, Mario so you... and then at the end of it, it cuts to them with Shut their up. Italian Shut family. Up. No, I don't even want to hear it anymore. So what you're telling me is the cop out is the accent is just a a bit. Yeah, he does for commercials. Yeah. But like, fuck you, Chris Pratt. <laughs> fuck you. Charlie Day did the same thing. Chris Pratt. Yeah, because Chris Pratt tried to do a Mario voice and they told him it was too Jersey. Anyway, nah. so uh, they, okay. get, they get their first call for a job, right? As yeah. a plumber. And they start like, oh my God, we have to get there as fast as possible. So they start running and then the camera shifts to a side scroller to where it looks like Mario and Luigi are running through a Mario level in New York. That's funny. Like, it, I'll give them that. But no, the whole fucking, uh, the fucking cheesy Italian voice is just the bit we do for commercials. Like, excuse told, me, like, this is 2023. I if totally you did a cheesy, forgot. no, if you did a cheesy Italian voice like that now, you'd get fucking canceled, Chris. Just like you almost got canceled for your association with that little, uh, fucking... <laughs> conversion therapy church we're also forgetting the fact that he like divorced anna ferris as soon as he got to like superstardom and then married somebody else oh you mean as soon as he got uh the fucking marvel body the superhero body <laughs> body by disney came out and was like you know what i think chris pratt just doesn't appreciate how attractive a funny woman is my current celebrity crush right now is desi lydak yep i'm gonna state it <laughs> Thirsty, Desi, hit him up. You know his Twitter. It's at Ziggy Starscream. Bam. I'm okay Ziggy being a stepdad. I didn't see no ring on that finger. Let's go, baby. It's it's the Jordan year. You gotta shoot your shot. Kobe. <laughs> so you were you were fully satisfied though with the uh, Super Mario movie. It was so much fun. Do you are you a person that subscribes to this? wild idea that's floating out there on the Enosphere, the internetosphere, the net of internet fear. No. Um, <laughs> this is the opener for a Smash Brothers cinematic And that universe. brings us to our title shift. Switch. What?
Look at that. Look at that. So, I was thinking about this because I also did see that meme, and the title shift is not swapping people in and out. I was looking at the potential movies that this Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe, universe could, could have, up. and I'm looking at them stylistically, right? Okay. So, we know the main ones. You're going to have to do Samus, Kirby, Zelda, or you're going to have to do Metroid, yeah. Star Fox, yeah. Kirby, and Zelda. Featuring like, the main characters yeah, of Samus. Sure. Star so, Fox. I was thinking about yeah. this. Like, Samus, that could be like, I would totally be in on that movie. If that it has was to like, be a sci-fi it was like Alien. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's got to be a sci-fi horror all the way through. I don't care if they do it 3D animated or whatever, but it's got to be. Like, it, it's got to be like Dead Space. Like Dog, so, like, like Weaver. Yeah, like Metro. Alien. Yeah, yeah. No, it's got to be off the fucking wall. Like, it's somewhere between, like, The Thing, Alien, and uh, Vampires on Mars. Of all of the Nintendo franchises, oh, okay. Okay. of all of these Nintendo franchises, they're all so very distinct yeah. in identity that they can do so many like different styles. And all right, look, I even have I even have some tie-ins, right? So I'm I'm gonna get through the rest of these movies. I'm gonna write this down for okay. But okay. So I was thinking like Star Fox could be like Star Wars because you remember Star Fox Adventures and stuff. And all the Star Fox levels, they go to all of these different worlds? Yeah, no, Star Fox is definitely a space opera, dog. Some space cowboy shit, like cowboy bebop type shit. Yeah, and like, even if, if you want to introduce like Ness and Lucas, you could have the Earthbound game be like Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. These kids with superpowers going against like psychic monsters? Yeah, no, it definitely made me, it makes me think of like Monster Rancher, right? Like, I don't know if you remember that one. That might be for... I love Monster Rancher. Where you, have, you put the CD in and you get a different custom yeah. monster. Like, yeah, what is my, uh, what is my uh, Nelly CD going to give me? <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm actually quite surprised that we haven't gotten more Nintendo content up to this point, right? Like, well, this is first-hand Nintendo content. That's and what you I can mean. Tell they are so loyal to Mario, and and I think that's why people might be like, "Oh, it's fan servicey." No, it is full Nintendo. Yeah, I heard they went through all like all of the Mario games, right? Like, they, they had references to so many of them, yeah. and they weren't forced. They were just like, "This is the world that is the Toadstool Kingdom," like. So what do you think the next Nintendo property we will get will be? What do you if they had if they are opening themselves up for a Smash Brothers cinematic universe? As silly as that concept seems, right? Instead so, of on, just calling it Nintendo Cinematic. I, I will tell you once I go down this list that I was writing. So okay. the Kirby movie, I'm getting like Pixar vibes. I'm getting Wreck It Ralph vibes from the Kirby movie. That works. Like, DreamWorks or Pixar, yeah, like that type yeah. of thing where it's just Well, like, who's the animation? Ah! Who's the animation studio that they got to do the Super Mario movie? It's the same people that did the Minions. Okay. Um, so, but I don't, I'm sure they'll probably just stay with that, right? Yeah, um, I mean, like, they're top-tier animation, but I'm saying stylistically, what type of movies are we looking at? I'm thinking, like, if they do a full-out F-Zero movie, shout-out Falcon... I'm thinking it would be like Mad Max meets 
Cyberpunk set. I was gonna say Speed Racer. It would yeah. be like the Speed Racer movie, but, but it wouldn't be like the super campy Speed Racer where it's like you know their mouths are moving like, oh my god, you know they got lost in the. <laughs> they didn't do that in the live action Speed Racer movie, right? Like the live that action movie was Speed also bad. It it looked fantastic. It looked yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like stylistic wise, like you're suggesting, I imagine it the fucking uh, F Zero movie looking like that. Yeah. Shout out Falcon. Shout out to Falcon. And I wrote down Zelda, and all I could come up with was Zelda. It would just have to be a a Zelda movie, and it would have to. I don't know what I would. You're such a fucking Zelda fan weeb like because immediately like fucking lord of the rings style-esque movie comes to mind well i mean the high fantasies are obvious yeah but it's like like, obviously it's going to be compared to zelda like that though how how is zelda not a high fantasy well for starters you have a protagonist that doesn't say shit because it's a video game but do you think they're really going to go the entire Zelda movie and Link is not going to say an entire fucking word? Actually, I think yes, and I think it's going to be a running gag where every time he's about to start, he gets interrupted. The entire movie? Yep. You're off your fucking rocker, mate. <laughs> go ahead. If it goes off, I'm saying it's called it. Go ahead. It's not, it's not, and he'll be voiced by Chris Pratt. Just the, Pokemon, and no, Pokemon, no. It, the Pokemon getting introduced is obvious. Like, there's gajillion Pokemon games. Like, I can imagine them just being introduced in the Super Smash Brothers movie. I feel like Pokemon already has so many movies and, like, TV shows and stuff like that that... I don't know, it would be, the way they would get introduced into this is the same way the X-Men is going to get introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just kind of like, we've always been here? Yeah, Pokemon is literally the fucking X-Men of the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Now, to answer your question you asked earlier, which one of these would be the best movie? I think it's, honestly, I think it's Slam Dunk Metroid. I think Metroid would by far be be the best movie to introduce next after that because I'm thinking what do you so like Super Mario was the opener obviously if they made anything other than a Super Mario movie Zelda's gonna be the next biggest box office hit I think the best movie would be Metroid Mm. but you think Zelda will probably be the thing they come out with next if they continue this trend no, I think they would go with something like Star Fox because they're gonna hold off on Zelda. Yeah, no, I feel like they would hold off on Zelda the way they held off on like fucking Black Panther, right? But I really think the best movie, like potential out of all of these, I would say it's the Metroid movie, probably followed by the Earthbound movie. Yeah. Um, ooh, yeah, because I feel like Earthbound has that dedicated core fan base but the potential to open up uh, the way like Shazam did, right? Unfortunately, there are far too many Nest mains in the world. I... Fuck you all, Nest mains. Really want to push back on the idea that Link will remain voiceless the entire movie, and I am going to curse you and hope to God that it, Link is voiced by Russell Brand. Just so you can be pissed off the entire fucking movie. What if he's credited as the voice of Russell Brand? <laughs> But all he does is the sound effects. <laughs> oh! Yeah! <laughs> uh, so moving on. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I want one oh, other okay. thing. So I'm thinking 
after credits scenes for these movies, right? Oh, oh, so we're just stealing more from Marvel, right? Like, there was two after credit scenes for the Mario. What were there two? There were two after credit scenes for the fucking Mario movie. Come on, Nintendo. What the fuck? <laughs> like, so hear me out. Were they worth it? Hear me out. Were they worth it? Were Imagine they worth like one of these characters, like, you know, at the end of the credit scene, like trying to like crawl out of some like desperate pit that they just because they fought some super villain. And then all of a sudden you just see strings attached to them and then the white glove descend and they pull I feel master like, hand I feel like you can't give that away so early each time oh you like at each at the end of each movie master hand pulls somebody away I feel like it would have to be if we do that it's got to be a random person from the movie it can't always be the main character or even be the main character most of the time it's good that's got to be like little fucking like easter eggs like you see like uh oh and then in like the actual smash brothers movie master hand goes for all of them and then throws them in yeah yeah the main characters from each movie if we're doing some fucking in-game type scenario here by the way if just going down the movies that we listed these are the characters that are going to be included are you ready Peach, Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Link, Sheik, Ganon, Kirby, DDD, Samus, Dark Samus, Ridley, Fox Falco, Wolf, Meta Knight, and Zelda. Is that the original, uh, what is it, 12? Uh, no, that's more than the original 12. Oh. Uh, that's actually all of the characters that are currently in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate that are tied to each of these franchises. They, the franchises that you've listed so far. Um, yeah, F-Zero, Earthbound, Zelda, Metroid, Mario. And of course, Donkey Kong. So you also get Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong. What about Mega Man? I feel like we're leaving, even though Mega Man's Capcom. He's, Ca he's Capcom. But Disney Cap doesn't... Capcom. <laughs> I said Capcom. <laughs> Capcom. At least you didn't say Cap... Never mind. Doesn't Nintendo own Capcom now? Because... Or do they just own access to certain Capcom properties? Because, I mean, fucking Ken is in Smash Bros. Yeah, Ken and Ryu are in Smash Brothers. I don't or, know how the fuck, but they got Konami to give up rights. Right. For, for not even the Castlevania characters. For and, fucking Solid Snake. And Mega Man. That's Capcom. But I'm saying like the, all those properties, right? Yeah, like, so they've got Konami properties shown. and they've got Capcom properties. Capcom has already shown they're willing to license their properties because of the Marvel versus Capcom. And series. does this mean, does this mean because <laughs> Disney also owns right to Sonic the Hedgehog. So technically the Mario movie is not the first movie in the Nintendo cinematic, in the Smash Brothers cinematic universe. It's the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. And does that mean that Jim Carrey is now a part of the Smash Brothers cinematic universe? What if, a variant in the Marvel Cinematic what Universe. What if he's Master Hand? Or Master Glove? It's definitely Master Hand. And it then there's Master Crazy Hand, Hand yeah. which is gonna be for the sequel. That's what so what if what if what if hear me out, the whole plot to the Smash Brothers movie is Dr. Robotnik is bitter because he lost to Sonic in the first two movies, right? So he's assembling a, a tournament. I'm going to make you keep going. He's assembling, he's assembling a tournament-style combat 
where he plans to have Sonic taken out by the best fighter in the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. This is Mortal Kombat. Yes. <laughs> you know what's funny? Because I mean, I thought you... of the exact same idea. This Super Smash Brothers movie is going to be Mortal Kombat, and I'm okay with that. It, it's I PG mean, Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's always been PG Mortal Kombat. Let's just be real about it. Even the button command style is very similar to Mortal Kombat. And um, I can't stand more. It's too stop start for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I guess Smash Brothers plays a little bit more fluid. But not much more fluid like than Mortal Kombat. You can't end cancel animations in Mortal Kombat. Like, you yeah. do your move, you go through the full thing. It's very like A, B, C, D. That might be the only defining difference in the button style. Yeah, but I mean, it, like, Tekken is fluid. Yeah. Smash is fluid. Street Fighter is, is fluid. fluid. Yeah, no. Um, Mortal Kombat is very rigid. I feel like. I don't know if they make more Nintendo based movies. I feel like we probably will be seeing like a Zelda and a Metroid, right? I think Star Fox has probably the highest ceiling, lowest floor potential of these franchises for a movie. Personally, I don't think they're going to do an F-Zero movie. I think they would introduce Captain Falcon in the Smash Brothers movie. No, I think I think they'll do what Marvel was doing and certain pro, uh, certain properties will get TV shows and certain properties will get movies. Right. Um, because I was just sitting here thinking about would The or, Legend of Zelda be better as a TV show or as a movie? It would definitely be better as a TV show. Yeah. So <laughs> like, all right, we'll take Ocarina of Time, right? Mm, live action TV show. No, no, dude, that's okay. So that's the thing. Then if we do a fucking Smash Brothers cinematic universe, like for real, for real, then we've already established outside of Sonic the Hedgehog, which we have not determined whether is actually. By the way, this list not. does not include Young Link and Toon Link because that would just be an entire or, another entire or anime. Paper Mario or Paper Doctor Mario. <laughs> I wish Paper, Paper Mario, Mario was in Smash. Smash Brothers. You were saying. Remember, I was saying. I was like. I want Leon Kennedy and Paper Mario and Smash Brothers. Yeah, no, I do remember that. Yeah, no, all the movies have to be animated, though, <laughs> right, in order for this to work. Because, like I said, the only movie that could potentially be included in this that is live action would be Sonic the Hedgehog through some weird, like, movie magic, like, oh, my God, the hand grabbed me, and now... Detective Pikachu. I'm a cartoon. Oh, yeah, and fucking Detective Pikachu, right? Like... And so we still haven't figured out a way to work Pokemon into this yet, either. Detective Pikachu? Something's been going around and snatching up different characters from different universes. Ooh, I got you. Giovanni, in pursuit of genetic perfection of Pokemon, opened a time rift to try to go and find alternate universes Pokemon. Like, how much more are we going to steal from the Marvel playbook? That's what really pisses me off about this entire thing is now everything like I know people have been complaining about it for a while, but now everything has to be a cinematic universe. No fucking movie can just be a standalone, right? Which is kind of why I'm hoping that this movie is just a standalone. I don't need a Smash Brothers like as awesome as that sounds we all know they're not it, but you we all you, know you'd be glad no. if it happened no because they're gonna fuck it up 
they're gonna fuck it up. I don't think so. You don't think Nintendo would fuck it up? Absolutely not. You wanna know why? As if they haven't fucked things up in the past. Well, they fucked up a lot of things, but I don't think Nintendo is going to fuck up their IPs. They fuck up a lot of things. They fuck like... up their IPs on a regular basis, dog. All right, Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. I'll give you that. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm They're not going to fuck up their IPs on that kind of stage. I'm glad you enjoy the movie. The movie? Um, I'm glad the movie was... There's nothing bad I can say about the movie. Fairly enjoyable. so fun. But... It wasn't over... It was a kid's movie, but it was a kid's movie. You know how, like, we always look back at the kid's movies we grew up at, and we're like, oh, my God, there's so many things that are hidden. Well, I got to watch the Mario movie and enjoy those on my first time watching it. Okay. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, like we've said on this podcast time and time again, it is okay for a movie to just be fun, right? Um, I think that is the formula that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has cracked for a lot of its participants is the fact that the movies are just fun, right? Like, they don't have to be these life-changing... Um, events. Or- this is also one of the one of our catch twenty two arguments. If something is the best at a low form of art, does that make it high art? The Mario. I haven't had that much fun at a movie in God knows how long. I didn't have that much fun watching Infinity War or Endgame. Really? Because you're fun. No. Yeah, I did. I, those movies were fun to me. Right? Like, the, uh, they weren't, like, cinematic masterpieces. Did they feature some, you know, great moments of acting? Yeah, no, I absolutely do feel that. But most of it was just what they've been trying to do with Transformers for the last several movies and actually succeeding at. But do I feel like those were, like, maybe Infinity War and, like, Endgame, I guess, out of all the Marvel movies so Infinity far? Infinity War is a better movie than Endgame. Were great movies, but... The rest of them were just, yeah, thrill rides. And there's nothing wrong with that, Martin Scorsese. The Mario movie was super fun. I had a blast. I will gladly go see it again. Okay. Like. But that's good, though, because I feel like we, especially right now, that's what the movie industry needs, is movies that are, like, fun like fun outings like i'm mr media analysis guy right i just watched the movie thoroughly enjoyed it and i was able to talk with people and just be oh did you see that yeah that was so cool that they put that in there like it's not me nitpicking it it's me appreciating yeah no that's i mean but that's and that's why like people are saying oh it's so fan servicey it's only fan servicey if you understand the fan service okay but i mean will the movie hold up in the long run I the same so. way the original Super Mario Brothers movie holds they up. They reference the original Super Mar- Mario course, Brothers movie. Of course, because they had to. There's no way they could, right? Shout um, out John Lubazabo. Right. I would totally be down to watch a Metroid movie that's like Alien. Where, you know, Samus just has like the voice in her ear. Oh, and wait, you can even introduce Zero Suit Samus by, like, something corrupting her suit, and she needs to jump out and then go find her suit, and then your 10-year-old son can get turned on a whole nother time. <sighs> that was weird. Um, <laughs> speaking of weird, um, the Blue Beetle trailer dropped over the weekend. Yeah. Um, over the week, 
right? I think it dropped like Thursday. And you were not impressed, you say? I watched it and I was like, this is DC's take on Spider-Man and it seems like a superhero movie. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I also feel like this movie looks fun, right? Uh, the cast looks cohesive. I will, dis I, I will agree with you in saying that the movie looks fun, but I will tell you that my expectations of fun level are going to be lower because I have seen the kind of fun that they are presenting, and it is fun that I have had before. That's kind of how I feel about the Mario movie, right? Like, I feel like the Mario movie was capitalizing on things that, like, the Lego movie and Wreck-It Ralph have set up. They weren't as meta as yeah. the Lego movie or Wreck-It Ralph. It was fully aware of the universe of Mario and yeah. Mario as a character. But and that's what I would expect from it. With all of the things that made Mario Mario. Where Wreck It Ralph, the whole thing was like he's going through every video game or he's going all across the internet. So that's almost more of like a societal cross thing of meta. Well, I Mario, can... the Mario movie is just, it's. We're like, oh, they included every sound effect. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, it's Mario. Like. Well, I can tell you that uh, the Latin community, the Latino community, uh, the Hispanic community is, that is the right term? going to be, I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. That's why I said all of them, except for Latinx, because I know that pisses them off. Uh, I can tell you that this Blue Beetle movie like a Latin porn is stacked with Latin pride. Um, I think, you know, this will definitely be, uh, hit so, that community so Lopez? the way that Black Panther 2 also, you know, tapped into that community with their casting so, for Namor so and all George of that. So, George Lopez, Jennifer Lopez, um, Danny Trejo. Uh, go, uh, go ahead. Um, only one of those people that you actually named John is Leguizamo. in this movie. Uh, no, John Leguizamo is not in this movie. Oh, he's disappointed in that, I'm sure. Uh, you got Zolo Maradona, uh, Bruna Marquezine, uh, uh, <laughs> Susan Sarandon, who is not Hispanic, <laughs> Raul Max Trulio, George Lopez, uh, Harvey Julian, uh, Belissa Escobedo, right, and stop, that is stop. the last of the Hispanic names I am going to butcher today. So, um... You went through that whole casting. And you don't know anybody. Susan Sarandon's the villain, right? I think so, yes. Yep, yes. only white person. <laughs> I mean, listen, calm down, Jordan Peterson. It's okay for white people to be portrayed as the villain sometimes. All you're right? damn right it is. Because <laughs> a lot of the times we yeah. are. Just saying. Just saying. Um, and people are like, really? White people are the enemy? Yeah. I'm not going to assume that that America. has anything to do with why you're not excited to go see this movie, um, as opposed to a movie that was culturally appropriated and had its Italian heritage stripped from it and turned into a fucking two-minute bit. Oh, I thought you were going to mention a that it's not bit. opening weekend. No. <laughs> I was talking about how they robbed Mario of his Italian heritage. Oh, no, they definitely didn't rob him of his Italian heritage. <laughs> I know. He has a big Italian family, family who of has course. a big Italian-style dinner with them. Of course. 
because we took his accent away so we will show that he's Italian in other ways um, this movie though is like I said full of you know representation for the Hispanic community I am kind of um, and I am a little intrigued and I appreciate the representation because I did watch Young Justice I am a fan of Young Justice right and Blue Beetle is in there this is the Blue Beetle that was in Young, Young Justice. Justice and yeah. I think that's cool like you know Jaime they definitely showed his you know Hispanic heritage in the show right it's clearly evident in this trailer and it's, it just it's you know and something fans I would of, watch on streaming fans of Cobra Kai will also be excited for this Zolo the main character actor who is playing what is it uh, Jamie Reyes is Jaime. Jaime is it Jaime it is Jaime it is Jaime yep wow 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 yep I would oh cause he's Hispanic duh it's Jamie <laughs> I had to get one dig in for the day. Um, yeah, no, Jaime. NPR's never yeah, No, ever, ever, ever. We should just give up on it. I'm not going to give up on mentioning it, though, just in case you guys forget. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's from Cobra Kai, though. So, like I said, this, this looks fun. It looks fun. Yes, it is Spider-Man reminiscent, but Spider-Man doesn't get to be the only quippy smart mouth teenager on the block right? also spider-man also had the basically blue beetle suit given to it by tony stark like even the tendrils and i might go see this movie. i'm a little bit more excited i i don't know this made me a little bit more excited than the mario trailer movie made i will tell you i will be more inclined to see it now that i have found an eight dollar ticket theater with leather reclining seats that's almost always empty. Shout out to Marley Station Mall for still letting, you know, teenagers come No, 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 no. we don't shout them out because you want to know why we don't shout them out? Because I don't want that movie theater full. Yeah, I was going to say for still letting teenagers come see movies for $8 on their own while, you know, Columbia Mall has decided <laughs> that on, what is it, Fridays and Saturdays after four until close, if you're under 18, you're going to need a parental escort. Like... What kind of fucking shenanigans are you teenagers up to at Columbia Mall? I didn't even know teens still went to the mall for anything other than the movies. You know you're still on video, right? I know! I'm trying to say you're doing the total wrong transition! Are we doing a wrong transition? Because, yes, because I was just like, mentioning we're something. about how baller Nintendo could potentially do with this Are thing. we still and talking about Nintendo? somebody is taking on the giant of Nintendo and the monster energy drink? Oh, you... Oh, that's where you wanted to go with this shit. Nigga, that... You could have talked about... Alright, hold on. You can edit all that out. I know why teenagers don't need to go to the mall unescorted because they're hopped up on monster energy drink. Monster saw the statue of David and thought that they could take on Goliath. So they are suing Nintendo over the I use like the of, call back to the to the, of the, topic the use of Monster for Pokemon and I believe the other one was Monster Hunter. The, the failed indie game? No, Monster Hunter is actually quite successful. Is it still successful? It's I didn't... niche successful, but oh, it is okay. successful. Alright. Is Monster Hunter also a Nintendo property? Yes. What on earth would make the energy drink company decide to pull this kind of a stupid maneuver now? Like... Um, apparently, Monster Energy has been suing 
everybody that uses the word monster in their name or any major connection or anything. I wouldn't be surprised if they start suing monster truck manufacturers. So the Scooby-Doo gang not allowed to hunt monsters anymore? Uh, nope. They have to, they have to go after creeps. Right, yeah, no more monster trucks. No more monster trucks. They might go after the Roman numeral three for stealing their logo. We can't, uh, The Walking Dead is not allowed to call zombies monsters anymore. They, they call them walkers, actually. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're already ahead of the game there. Right? I have to G-check you on that one. I'm um, in sunk cost. I'm in sunk cost. It's uh, not, it's not really a G-check because creepers can still be described as monsters. But I guess as long as we're treading the line of not actually using the word monster. I'm pretty sure they're going to go after Eminem and Rihanna for royalties. Uh, what about Pixar? Uh, monsters, monsters Inc. Inc. Can't do that. What Monsters are you trying to do? University? Are you trying to take on Nintendo and the mouse at the same time? Yeah, I don't I don't see how they figured that was feasible. Like what on what plane do they think that that lawsuit I guess they figured because Flowrider just won that lawsuit against Celsius Energy Drink, right? That they had to come back with the smoke and you know ride for the homie one time it was like yo no, y'all gotta take energy drinks seriously i thought we you not were out say here. like florida sued the state of florida for no. copyright infringement no no florida won like what was it 80 million uh Jesus. with his lawsuit against celsius energy drink company that's more than he made on his 360 deal um which i'm sure he had a 360 deal that's the only way florida's getting bumps like that this is just capitalism you know capitalism Inc. <laughs> literally the monster is eating itself at this point and right? I will these... say all of these different types of cases because we may have been trolling there but they have taken cases like that up and they're almost always immediately dismissed but this caught news because they're doing it the weekend the Mario movie released obviously they want to piggyback off some of that attention that Nintendo is Any getting right now. Any publicity is good publicity. I don't think Shout so. Shout out to all of those people who thumbs down us on Pandora. I don't think so because this that petty shit is enough to make me not want to drink Monster Energy at all. Like what? What? When Red Bull was right there, um, and you it know, is, Red Bull is really expensive though. <sighs> and brand Monster equity is. A Bitch. And Monster Energy Drink is full of like yellow 40 and fucking rot your brain anyway. <laughs> they just want more money to over caffeinate children and have them screaming the N word on Xbox. <laughs> and on that note, Let's we're going to take a break, but not to scream the N word at kids on Xbox. You take a sound, any sound, record it and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Welcome back. Welcome back. So one of the big, bigger pieces of news, other than the Super Mario movie... And Trump getting indicted. Uh, ...to happen this week, 
was Vince McMahon came back uh, with a mustache and a brand new bag. Uh, that brand new bag being a collective sale. total of 21.4 million dollars. Of which was accumulated through a sale of the WWE. That's right, Vince is finally really letting go of the reins of the WWE. And not really, though, because he'll still be remaining in, you know, some kind of leadership role. Co-chairman. <clears throat> but selling the WWE to the, the parent company of the UFC, nonetheless, Endeavor. Uh, what is it? Endeavor Financial Holdings or some shit like yes. that? It is a company that will now pay Dwayne The Rock Johnson checks until he dies. So it's funny you mentioned that, right? Because uh, it was rumored that The Rock was actually going to put up with that like $6.5 billion bid to buy the WWE and become like the new owner of that shit, which would have been quite the arc for uh, good old Dwayne. <laughs> I would have been all about that. The uh, Rock becoming the new Vince McMahon. Lots of people were not, however, because it seems that The Rock has a history of coming in and, you know, shaking shit up and changing the way things are run. And a lot of people were afraid that he would, you know, come in and kick out some people that he potentially didn't get along He'd with. He'd be like, alright guys, I have a plan. Black Adam is gonna be the new star of <laughs> WWE. Yeah, he'd come in and he'd Elon the fuck out of the WWE, right? <laughs> Except for, I think The Rock would probably run Twitter better than Elon is at this point. Um, would Elon run the WWE better than The Rock would? <laughs> How do we know that Elon's not behind this Endeavor deal, right? And he's actually just trying to buy the WWE. But it was he... me, Elon! <laughs> the whole time! What a twist! Um, yeah, so, no, as we said, Vince will still remain the chairman of the WWE. And Nick Khan will still remain the CEO. Um, but all of the rumors saying that the WWE was sold to the Saudi government we didn't report on because we are responsible journalists. I think we did touch on that. No, I had it written point. down, but I didn't say anything <laughs> about it. Uh, yeah, so, nope, The Rock because is... Because it was so absurd that I recognized that it might be bullshit. That's what I'm saying into the microphone. Uh, anyway. I um, didn't have that written down at one point at all. Don't go back and check the records either. Don't don't go back and listen to the episodes Burn to verify. <laughs> um, but yeah, nope, it's not going to The Rock either. It looks like the Endeavor group will hold both ends of... The fighting world spectrum of sports. And sports entertainment. In their basket. Because remember, the WWE is sports entertainment. Yes, yes. Um, But you and I were both discussing what this could potentially mean for the transition that uh, from UFC fighter to WWE, um, or do we call them actors, performers? <laughs> Athletes? They are athletes. They are definitely athletes. Um, but so, yeah, from fighter to performer, right? Like, we already see that transition a lot, but we've also seen it in reverse, right? So Brock Lesnar did one, one to the other and then back again. Yeah, right, and Ronda Rousey, you know, went from UFC. UFC and to, is now she's basically become the female embodiment of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, 
which is awesome, by the way. That's great that they're doing that. Do we feel like this is something that will benefit both leagues, or do you feel like this could potentially like muddy the waters in a way that kind of takes away some of the genuine fan base of both sports? So what do you think? Do you think this is something that could potentially be harmful to somebody who, say, has spent a lot of time training as a wrestler? Well, that is a good question, and I'm not the most equipped to answer that. Yo, we got Pat Lyons on the phone. What's now. going on, Pat? So, Pat, let me introduce you to the folks real quick, because like I said, we are recording. This is my friend, Pat Lyons, who I have known for almost a decade since community college, uh, a fellow Batman stan, a proud half Puerto Rican, half black guy. <laughs> yeah, I got it okay. right. What's going on, Pat? And an aspiring wrestler. Okay, okay. I've seen his videos, like he's he's got the leotard and everything. What's your wrestling name, Pat? Azrael. Azrael, the angel of death. I love it. Yes. I love it. All right, so have you heard about the WWE being sold to UFC? Okay, so I'm going to have to fix y'all on some of them facts. It's easy paperwork to look up. Essentially, they didn't get bought by the UFC. They got bought by the company. Uh, okay, so the company's called Endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Endeavor also owns the UFC. Yes. Yep. So essentially, they're not. So they're like the UFC in no way owns the WWE. It's just Endeavor owns WWE now. And what Dana White and Vince have thought of is to bring both companies together to make a bigger inter uh, entertainment platform. Right. That's what we were saying. Essentially, now Endeavor owns both ends of the spectrum of uh, like fighting, sports, entertainment, and actual fighting sports so we called you because we actually had a specific question we're theorizing that with them ufc and wwe under the same umbrella that like ufc fighters who are like aging out of ufc are now just going to be put into wwe now our main question is does that feel like a disadvantage for people like you who grew up as a wrestling fan and are trying to get into the industry as an amateur wrestler. I don't know. I think it depends on like the wrestler's perspective, to be honest with you. I don't think so. Only because we've seen it. It's not like it's not happened before. And I don't count Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar was in the WWE first and then went to the UFC. How do you feel about Ronda? I've never really had any problems against Ronda. Her mic work could be better, but she's not the only one. I mean, the full horsewomen have come from there to over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not, if you really think about it, even pre all of that, how many UFC fighters or before UFC fighters, like MMA fighters, essentially, have been in the WWE? Kim Shamrock being one of them. Right. So right. I was thinking, like, from what you said, UFC fighters, they may have, like, the combat experience but you're not worried because they might not have the mic and the the persona to be a wrestler no i won't say that like it's more okay like when it comes down to it it's about telling the story 
cutting promos, and that's all the biggest. The in-ring thing is one thing. Right. You can have the talent all day. Logan Paul isn't just there because he's good at being an athlete. We know he's good at being an athlete, but... He's entertaining as fuck. Right, right, exactly. His on mic can is somewhat does it right? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Just because you're good in the ring, that doesn't mean you're going to be good at cutting promos. I mean, look at Roman. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Roman for the longest time wouldn't really cut promos, and he didn't have to really when he was in the Shield. Because he wasn't you know the cream of the crop. <laughs> Right, like, you know what I'm saying, like... Like, if you cut a good promo, it becomes iconic. Like that Randy Savage promo. He said, ooh, yeah, I'm the cream of the crop, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Where the two claps are Ric Flair. This is my whole thing, like, an iconic promo to me would be, like, right after Steve Austin won... And he said, well, Austin 316 just said I whooped your ass. Like, that's iconic. You know what I'm saying? Yep. No, um, absolutely. Or like space, or like when you would get Hulk Hogan and Macho together and then they would talk about, yeah, we're going all the way to the top. Right, the yeah, way they played off of each other and got the crowd hype. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's I mean, there's a many promo that I kind of like to me, do I don't think... Roman has had an iconic one yet. Like, but I will say one of his coldest ones, though, I forget who he ran down on. I think it was um, <laughs> Kevin Owens. Okay. He ran down on Kevin Owens and looked directly in the camera and, like, just started talking. Like, but when John killed him on the mic. Yeah. What's it called? And straight away from script. Cause that's that, that's my only problem with WWE is like, and that's why I'm kind of glad like we're in like the Triple H era right now. Yeah. It's because Triple H is allowing talent to come up with their own shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The best part about wrestling is having control of a creative. Oh, absolutely. When you're in a position where you're a performer, you want that creative control, right? Right. Trust me. Doing this, I understand. We were a guest on another podcast and I was nervous as hell because I was like, oh shit, I don't have control over editing. I don't know what the fuck they're going to let fly. I don't know how dumb they're going to make me look. Um, I've been on other podcasts before. It's like, I know, I know folks that go that they have a topic, right? They don't, they don't do scripts like my man's, um, you know, my man Everett and he runs uh, Audio Airstrike. He gives me a topic, and I've done stuff with him before. He gives me a topic, and I just go. Yep. Yeah. Which is why we hit you up. We're like, all right, this is we're covering a bunch of topics. This like we already covered the Super Mario movie and all of that shit today. But we got into this. The movie was amazing. Movie was amazing. (laughs) Movie was amazing. Okay. Movie was amazing, right, Des? I saw it in theaters. It's a ten-year-old approved. I'm not surprised the 10-year-old approve of a movie that was made for 10-year-olds. All right, anyway. But it was the first 3D cartoon. Anyway, Pat, we appreciate your insight on this situation. Thank you very much. We're going to let you get back to getting your hair done. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You got to get that lineup. I feel you. (laughs) All right, deuces. Deuces, my man. Thank you. See ya.
yeah, that was my friend Pat Lyons, who, like I said, is an aspiring wrestler by the name of Azrael. And that's his take on it, who's someone who is very plugged into fighting sports and sports entertainment. Well, hopefully your aspiring wrestler friend has a lot better time at achieving fame than some of these YouTubers out here. Uh, did you know that the prank genre was still a genre that uh, has aspiring creators in it? Because pranks are hilarious. Uh, yes, I guess, you know, always pranks will be timeless and hilarious. But the YouTube prank, you know, that was a special moment in time. Um, you know, up until the point where they became social experiments. And yeah. People were kidnapping their friends and filming trauma. Um, and then they were exposed for a lot of them being fake and yep. having paid actors and things yep. like that. So, yeah, you know, it slowly died out, but apparently there are still people attempting their shot at 15 seconds of fame through... Follow us at the flood pad on everything. YouTube pranks. Uh, a YouTuber was recently shot in the abdomen while recording a prank video at a Virginia mall a couple of Sundays ago. Uh, Tanner Cook of Classified Goons said the shooting suspect didn't take the joke very well. According to the Insider article, the prank was Tanner walking up to people pretending like he didn't speak English and holding up Google Translate to them and proceeding to annoy the shit out of them. How often did these people he was approaching just realize where's the camera? So this is not the first time Cook has been in trouble with aggressive participants of his apparently real pranks. Uh, he filmed videos previously of him going behind counters at fast food restaurants, training strangers in stores and pretending to vomit on Uber drivers. Some of his earlier videos also saw him faced with aggressive situations as well as even getting the police called on him at a certain point. But <laughs> Alan Cody allegedly was not having any of Mr. Cook's shit out front of the Cheesecake Factory, nonetheless. Imagine getting shot out front of a cheesecake, a mall cheesecake factory, um, while filming a fucking prank video in 2023, dog. Uh, that exact scenario would be applicable here, but it would also be in front of a casino. Um, yeah, no, it was at the Dulles Town Center Mall. Dulles? <sighs> yeah. Wow, that airport sucks. Yeah. But Jeremy Cook approached Alan with his phone, with his phone, it got all up in his face. Alan pulled out a semi-automatic pistol and shot him in the stomach. It went through his liver and I believe his gallbladder. Uh, he is in stable condition and his father hopes that he will return to, you know, a healthy state here soon. Maybe with a career choice. <laughs> the 21. Uh, yeah, uh, the 21-year-old, whose, whose name is Tanner, I called him Jeremy earlier, uh, the 21-year-old YouTuber may want to reconsider his choice of YouTube channel uh, angle after this. Um, his father, however, said that he forgives the shooter because he is a believer in God and Jesus and not hanging on to offensive nature, but does 
also hope that people take this encounter and choose not to approach with such violence the next time that they are offended. The dad is a thinking god. He's thinking the uptick and likes, clicks, and subscribes. Uh, Is that what you think he's aiming for here? The sympathy, thoughts, and prayers? Oh, you think they haven't talked to a PR person before? I, I totally feel like the people who are sending like death threats and saying that the son deserved to get shot for his YouTube prank are taking it a little far. Milking. That's also what you have an agent for. You what? have to read the letters first. What's worse? What's worse? Having to Shooting, read one that no, hasn't gotten filtered no, through by your agent or getting an envelope of anthrax? No. Probably the first one. What's but. worse? Getting shot for a YouTube prank or milking getting shot over a YouTube prank? For sympathy. Milking a shot. <laughs> milking getting shot. Absolutely. However, anybody who got shot, I fully expect them and understand them to do exactly that. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna get shot and not make a Facebook status about it. I just feel like to shoot a dude over like holding his phone in your face, you've gotta already be having a bad day, right? I already like they know what the fucking he's like Will Smith. That dude is already, he was already having, a having a bad day. And this YouTuber was Chris Rock. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you something that's not Chris Rock. An article went viral uh, recently on the webs <laughs> about a man who <laughs> had a very, very unfortunate accident. Um, one, one might say an accident that haunts all men deep down inside at some point in time. An irrational anxiety? Yes, a very, I, although I would say it's not irrational um, because I personally- It's rational if you got rid. <laughs> I personally have had a couple of run-ins with this accident myself. Um, an Indonesian man had to undergo an emergency surgery after fracturing his penis while performing a notoriously risky sex position, which left him with an eggplant phallus, as they call it. Um, mm. Pretty much. He emojied his dick. The, the dick, the, the, the dick was, was not attached no more. Like it was attached, <gasps> but like not, not to the body. A study detailing the breaking news was published recently breaking news. in the Journal of Urology Case Reports. The freak accident occurred while the unnamed 37-year-old male was reportedly having intercourse in the reverse cowgirl position. That's right. You heard it. The world's most dangerous position. And you want to know why? You want to know why it's the world's most dangerous position? Can I say something toxic as shit? It's because you bitches don't know how to ride dick. <laughs> I was going to say it's because you let the woman take control. The Which one's more toxic? <laughs> I mean, mine wouldn't have been so bad if I didn't say bitches, but... Mine's but just outright toxic. <laughs> you ladies need to understand. I don't know what toys you've gotten used to. Not every man is out here packing enough wood for you to go fully up and down, slamming on that motherfucker, yo. It's a great position. It sucks that it's the world's most dangerous position, but I totally get why. It's not ergonomic. Nobody's body is really like meant to like do that. Your dick's not meant to bend that. Most most men's dicks are meant to bend that way, fam. It's just not. It's just not happening. Um. <laughs> 
according to TikTok doctors, who I'm according going... to TikTok doctors. Yes, yes. We will go with that statement right now because I do not feel like per- Karan Raj, uh, the world's most dangerous sex position, cow reverse cowgirl, is responsible for a whopping fifty percent of penile fractures caused by intercourse. Obviously, obviously. Oh my God! Talk about a broken bone. Ooh, the x-ray, dog. It's just like his shit. Does it look like a boomerang? Yeah, no, for real. It looks like a horseshoe. Oh my god, it really looks like like a boomerang. (laughs) While the penis is technically boneless, the word fracture is used to describe the tear in the uh, tunica. I'll... Bugina, uh-huh, I did that. Uh, The tissue that allows the penis to become erect and enlarged. A subsequent examination confirmed that the patient had indeed had a wide and deep fracture while the penile tissue had ruptured as well. The unfortunate soul suffered severe hematoma and injury to the wall of the blood vessel, which caused the blood to leak out onto the surrounding tissue, which had, uh, which is why, you know, he had urinated plasma before. So he was peeing blood. He probably called a doctor before four hours had passed. Uh, reverse cowgirl is particularly risky position because a man's penis can slip out and become crushed by his partner's pubic bone during the erratic thrusting, according to the PSA by Rajan. And they got the nerve to show a fucking, there's a fucking clip, there's a thumbnail clip in here of a dude holding a rotten banana. <laughs> and it's all lit. Kudos to that fucking web editor. It's the New York Post, so you know this article is... Meme the fuck out. This is, what this really is, is a PSA to all you ladies out there that think you got it like Beyonce and Meg Thee Stallion and you can really ride it like a surfboard. You gotta be careful with your equipment, ladies, because- He might not text you back. What the fuck was it? Dennis Rodman uh, said that he's broken his dick like six times. That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) And again, most Dennis Rodman stories, if they're true or not, don't surprise me. And also, I feel like it's more likely to happen if you're like, if you're more well endowed, right? Like, if you're like in that middle lane of like not being like a shorty, right? But you're also not like fucking, like I said, hung like King Steel or whatever the fuck. Like, she go up just a little too high and slide back down. Yeah. Oh, God. No, we've all been there. I feel like every single man has been there at one point if you have attempted the world's most dangerous sex position. <laughs> I think it's funny that this is the world's most dangerous sex position and not the pile driver, right? Because, like, she's literally on her neck and you're just hammering right. on that shit the entire time. How is that less dangerous than reverse? Well, then again, I mean, I don't want eggplant fracture. Anything else? Anything else we got to go over here? Speaking of social experiments, you know, we were talking about the prankster getting shot. Um, but what Zoomers are tired of, according to another article that went viral just recently, is shooting their shot through these dating apps. Uh, they're tired of the, 
the fucking games. They're tired of paying to get rejected by people out of their league and ignored by people who probably should be <laughs> the ones talking to them because they're too busy shooting their shot with people out of their league. Um, so they are turning away in what is being called the world's biggest social experiment launched by Pear Ring. Um, That's cute. To... <laughs> P-E-A-R? Yeah. Uh, that's really cute. Yeah. In an attempt... Is it greed? To... In an attempt to move away from... It's greed. That's so cute. <sighs> the taboo that is the dating app. Um, the, the fruitless attempt that is the dating app. Pear has decided to introduce a green silicone ring that would allow singles to signal to other singles that they are ready to mingle. It is a non-purity ring. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel A about sign this. of sin. Are you scarlet lettering the pear ring already? I just saw an opportunity for alliteration and I took it. How do you feel about... If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. You pretentious fuck. Or is that a sign of confidence? So, do you feel like this is something that would potentially, as somebody who is in the dating scene, do you feel like this is a better approach to finding a potential mate than a dating app? Than a Tinder or a Bumble or a, what's the other one, Hinged? Okay, so here's the first major problem. You're going to need everybody to have, like, this would have to be a huge thing. This can't just be a fucking, like little viral thing. Like, if I just saw somebody with a neon glowing ring, I might, you know, ask them, oh, and they'll be like, oh, I'm single, but I'm not gonna see somebody with a neon glowing ring and then immediately assume that they're single. Well, now you will because you listen to the flood at the flood pot on everything, and that's on everything. I'm also a volume shooter, so I'm gonna throw my shot up and just, if I miss, I miss. Shooter, <laughs> Shotgun approach. Shooter, shoot. Uh, one of the comments stated, I like the confidence to approach many times and use the idea that they're probably taken as an excuse. This would probably help me. Um, don't act like it's something foreign, y'all. It's just like when they do color shirts and cups at speed dating. From my personal experience, there's only two bad results of going up and talking to a girl. One, you get rejected, hopefully quickly. You shrug it off because, you know, as long as... You're not like, she's not like, ew, you're gross, blah, blah, blah. Chances are you're going to get the thank you, I'm flattered, but no thank you. So the only other worst scenario is you spent $8 on her drink. Another person said specifically in reference to oh, that. More importantly, the reason that it's not that hard is because I realized that I'm not the only one with crazy social anxiety. Everyone is. A you know another commenter like said, I think especially with both rising numbers and neurodivergent people and the lack in comfort in communicating with strangers post-pandemic, I think this is awesome. Plus, it'll weed out the negative effects of ego associated with a lack of willingness to be vulnerable. Authenticity is the new social currency, and I'm here for it. 
So in specific reference to what you were saying. Oh, I'm totally with the idea. My biggest concern is about it just getting enough exposure to where everybody right. knows about it. Uh, and another user also, also we're gonna have to buy these. <laughs> another user also suggested that they make different colors based on sexuality, so you don't just have you know people walking up and harassing people, and it all goes back to what it was without the rings before, right? I but I do think it's crazy that three rel three rings for the all. Kings. Millennials and Zoomers are moving away from traditional uh, things such as rings for marriages and stuff like that, right? And are now completely like subverting that idea and wearing rings to signify that they're single, right? So what are cheaters going to do now? Do cheaters have to go out and buy a pair ring and take off their wedding ring if they want? I'm sorry. I'm being extremely toxic with glow in the dark wedding rings. But then what if you get mistaken for a single at a club because your ring is glowing in the dark and they think it's a pair ring? Why else are you at the club? Did you bring your wife? <laughs> Some people do, we're millennials. Did you bring your wife that time? You can agree that this is something that might be potentially better Oh, I think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's going to be realistically something you can enact. Yeah, I haven't seen like, anything. I'm reading all about this, and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And then I just remembered, wait, we have to buy this ring. Right? Like, I get it. It's a cool idea. I'm with it. But it how doesn't... do you get this ring? By buying it from them. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, <laughs> which is still... A lot more work than just walking up and talking to somebody. Like, I already gave all you guys the cheat code before. The parrot turtle question. Parrot turtle. You ask them if they would rather have a parrot that thought it was a turtle or a turtle that thought it was a parrot. Doesn't matter who you're talking to. Give me a tree. The tree's gonna be interesting. Alright, I might be using hyperbole there. Uh, but... if you want my advice, if you're too uncomfortable to walk up and approach talking to somebody, then you probably should just leave them alone. One. Two. <laughs> if you really want to approach somebody and talk to them, usually complimenting them on something that was in, that's within their in, control. In, in, with this, with compliment. In their control. So, a I like article your hair. clothing. I like your shirt. Yes. Um... I like your style is a right. really good one. Drink choice, right? Like that kind of thing. That always, those kinds of things always work as an icebreaker, right? Um, now, why you don't compliment, like, and by I said hair, I mean like the way they wear their the hair. The way they style their hair. it's still weird to just go up and be like, you I have like really pretty hair. eyes. Yeah, that's why I said things that they can control. You can't control the color of your eyes. Right. If her makeup is done amazing, yes. then you say, "Ooh, I like the way you did your eye makeup. You killed that smoky eyeshadow, right? And Boom. that cat eye is on point. I don't know why you would wear a smoky eyeshadow and cat eye at the same time, but hey, that's a personal design choice, and you rocked it, baby girl. Boom. <laughs> Um, and you want to know why that worked? Because people like being complimented about things that they did because they can control them. I just can't believe that dating, and this is, you know, once again, coming from somebody who has been off of the dating scene for over a decade now. Yeah. I can't believe that dating has gotten to the point where you guys need signals for each other in the fucking club. Like, hey, if you're single, put your hands in the air. Let me see them fucking rings that you wear. Oh, <laughs> that's a bar. 
no, no, it's trash. It's trash. It's trash, but it's still. Y'all gotta bomb. stop being. I get it. We covered the whole this being like the loneliest generation, and as the one commenter said, authenticity is the new social currency right now. Right, like everybody, social media has made it so that everybody is posturing and nobody is genuine. And like I said, I love the idea. Like if everybody was able to. So do you this, think it's necessary? You think over dating apps, you would do this? Oh, I fucking hate dating apps. Have you I'm ever so paid for? I'm so much better about meeting somebody in person. Have you ever paid for Tinder Gold or anything like that? I did a three dollar and fifty cent one day subscription on Bumble just to see who liked me, mm. and then I canceled it. So would you pay three dollars and fifty cent for the pair ring? Shipping included. Obviously not. <laughs> also, I want to know how many other people bought pair. Like, I would want to see stats first of, of previous sales before I pick this thing I up. I need to know how many people are participating. Yeah, like once. That's you, really what this is. It's a social experiment, right? Yeah, yeah that's what they said. It's the wor the biggest social experiment. They're hoping it's the biggest the social, social experiment. Well, I think they're you know prophesizing. <laughs> they're like manifesting do you think the guy that broke his dick wore a pair of ring <laughs> and on that note you guys know where you can find us at that's at the flood pot on everything and that's on everything and if you need i want to see if you can do it pokemon magic the gathering Yu-Gi-Oh, flesh and blood Woo! Card game supplies, supplies and, and board game supplies. <laughs> you can find it at tokenotg.com and use the promo code Ziggy to get 10% off of your order. Don't forget to go check out our episode on I Am Nerd and don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Fucking Up 40. And Wednesdays at 10, you can catch Great No Chase on IG Live. We had them on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. If you like the song Miley Cyrus's Flowers, we did an episode that has nothing to do with that, with that <laughs> title. But you guys know where to hit us at, and we'll be back at y'all next week with more heat. Deuces! Look, it's a flood. It's, a flood. it's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. It is time to